Jeremiah chapter 43. Jeremiah finished telling all the people all these things the Lord their God had sent him to tell them. Then Azariah, son of Hoshiah, Johanan, son of Keriath, and other arrogant men said to Jeremiah, You are telling a lie. The Lord our God did not send you to tell us. You must not go to Egypt and settle there. But Baruch, son of Neriah, is stirring you up against us. He wants to hand us over to the Babylonians so that they will kill us or carry us off to exile in Babylon. So Johanan, son of Kerariah, all the army officers and all the rest of the people did not obey the Lord's command to stay in the land of Judah. Instead, Johanan, son of Kerariah, and all the army officers led all the Judean remnant who had come back to live in the land of Judah from all the nations where they had been scattered. They also led off all the men, women, children and royal princesses that Nebuzaradan, the captain of the royal guard, had left with Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the grandson of Shaphan. This included the prophet Jeremiah and Barak, the son of Neriah. They went to Egypt because they refused to obey the Lord and came to Tapanez. Jeremiah predicts that Nebuchadnezzar will plunder Egypt and its gods. At Tapanez, the Lord's message came to Jeremiah. Take some large stones and bury them in the mortar of the clay pavement at the entrance to the Pharaoh's residence here in Tapanez. Do it while the people of Judah are present, watching you. Then tell them, the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, I will bring my servant, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, I will set his throne over these stones that I have buried. He will pitch his royal tent over them. He will come and attack Egypt. Those who are destined to die of disease will die of disease. Those who are destined to be carried off into exile will be carried off into exile. Those who are destined to die in war will die in war. He will set fire to the temples of the gods of Egypt. He will burn their gods or carry them off as captives. He will pick Egypt clean, like the shepherd picks the lice from his clothing. He will leave there unharmed. He will demolish the sacred pillars in the temple of the sun in Egypt and burn down the temples of the gods of Egypt. Jeremiah chapter 44. The Lord will punish the Judean exiles in Egypt for their idolatry. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah concerning all the Judeans who were living in the land of Egypt, those in Migdol, Tapanes, Memphis, and in the region of southern Egypt. The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, You have seen all the disaster I brought on Jerusalem and all the towns of Judah. Indeed, they now lie in ruins and are deserted. This happened because of the wickedness the people living there did. They made me angry by worshipping and offering sacrifices to other gods, whom neither they nor you nor your ancestors previously knew. I sent my servants the prophets to you people over and over again, warning you not to do this disgusting thing I hate. But the people of Jerusalem and Judah would not listen or pay any attention. They would not stop the wickedness they were doing nor quit sacrificing to other gods. So my anger and my wrath were poured out and burned like a fire through the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem. This is why they have become the desolate ruins that they are today. So now the Lord God of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, asks, Why do you do such great harm to yourselves? Why should every man, woman, child and baby of yours be destroyed from the midst of Judah? Why should you leave yourselves without a remnant? 
This is what will result from your making me angry by what you are doing. You are making me angry by sacrificing to other gods here in the land of Egypt where you live. You will be destroyed for doing that. You will become an example used in curses and an object of ridicule among all the nations of the earth. Have you forgotten all the wicked things that you have done in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem by your ancestors, by the kings of Judah and their wives, and by you and your wives? To this day your people have shown no contrition. They have not revered me nor followed the laws and statutes I commanded you and your ancestors. Because of this the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, I am determined to bring disaster on you, even to the point of destroying all the Judeans here. I will see to it that all the Judean remnant that was determined to go and live in the land of Egypt will be destroyed. Here in the land of Egypt they will fall in battle or perish from starvation. People of every class will die in war or from starvation. They will become an object of horror and ridicule, an example of those who have been cursed and that people use in pronouncing a curse. I will punish those who live in the land of Egypt with war, starvation and disease, just as I punished Jerusalem. None of the Judean remnant who have come to live in the land of Egypt will escape or survive to return to the land of Judah. Though they long to return and live there, none of them shall return except a few fugitives. Then all the men who are aware that their wives were sacrificing to other gods, as well as all the other wives, answered Jeremiah. There was a great crowd of them representing all the people who lived in northern and southern Egypt. We will not listen to what you claim the Lord has spoken to us. Instead, we will do everything we vowed we would do. We will sacrifice and pour our drink offerings to the goddess called the Queen of Heaven, just as we and our ancestors, our kings and our, our leaders previously did in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For then we had plenty of food, were well off and had no troubles. But ever since we stopped sacrificing and pouring out drink offerings to the Queen of Heaven, we have been in great need. People have died in wars or of starvation. The woman added, We did indeed sacrifice and pour out drink offerings to the Queen of Heaven, but it was with the full knowledge and approval of our husbands that we made cakes in her image and poured out drink offerings to her. Then Jeremiah replied to all the people, both men and women, who responded to him in this way. The Lord did indeed remember and call to mind what you did. He remembered the incense you and your ancestors, your kings, your leaders, and all the rest of the people of the land offered, to other gods in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. Finally, the Lord could no longer endure your wicked deeds and the disgusting things you did. That is why your land has become the desolate, uninhabited ruin that it is today. That is why it has become a proverbial example used in curses. You have sacrificed to other gods. You have sinned against the Lord. You have not obeyed the Lord. You have not followed his laws, his statutes and his decrees. That is why this disaster that is evident to this day has happened to you. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the people, particularly to all the women. Listen to the Lord's message, all you people of Judah who are in Egypt. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, has said. You women have confirmed by your actions what you vowed with your lips. You said, we will certainly carry out our vows to sacrifice and pour out drink offerings to the Queen of Heaven. Well then, fulfil your vows, carry them out. 
But listen to the Lord's message, all you people of Judah who are living in the land of Egypt. The Lord says, I hereby swear by my own great name that none of the people of Judah who are living anywhere in Egypt will ever again invoke my name in their oaths. Never again will any of them use it in an oath, saying, As surely as the sovereign king lives, I will indeed see to it that disaster, not prosperity, happens to them. All the people of Judah who are in the land of Egypt will die in war or from starvation until not one of them is left. Some who survive the battle will return to the land of Judah from the land of Egypt, but they will be very few indeed. Then the Judean remnant who have come to live in the land of Egypt will know whose word proves true, mine or theirs. However, the Lord says, I will make something happen to prove that I will punish you in this place. I did it so that you will know that my threats to bring disaster on you will prove true. I, the Lord, promise that I will hand Pharaoh, for a king of Egypt, over to his enemies who are seeking to kill him. I will do that just as surely as I handed King Zedekiah of Judah over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, his enemy who is seeking to kill him. Jeremiah chapter 46, Prophecies Against Foreign Nations This was the Lord's message to the prophet Jeremiah about the nations, the prophecy about Egypt's defeat at Carchemish. He spoke about Egypt and the army of Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, which was camped along the Euphrates River at Carchemish. Now this was the army that King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon defeated in the fourth year that Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, was ruling over Judah. Fall into ranks with your shields ready. Prepare to march into battle. Harness the horses to the chariots. Mount your horses. Take your positions with helmets on. Ready your spears. Put on the armour. What do I see? The soldiers are frightened. They are retreating. They are being scattered. They have fled for refuge without looking back. Terror is all around them, says the Lord, but even the swiftest cannot get away. Even the strongest cannot escape. There in the north by the Euphrates River they have stumbled and fallen in defeat. Who is this that rises like the Nile, like its stream turbulent at flood stage? Egypt rises like the Nile, like its stream turbulent at flood stage. Egypt said, I will arise and cover the earth. I will destroy cities and the people who inhabit them. Go ahead and charge into battle, you horsemen. Drive furiously, you charioteers. Let the soldiers march out in battle, those from Ethiopia and Libya who carry shields, and those from Lydia who are armed with the bow. But that day belongs to the sovereign Lord of Heaven's armies. It is a day of reckoning when he will pay back his adversaries. His sword will devour them until its appetite is satisfied. It will drink its fill from their blood. Indeed, it will be a sacrifice for the sovereign Lord of Heaven's armies in the land of the north by the Euphrates River. Go up to Gilead and get medical ointment, you dear poor people of Egypt. But it will prove useless, no matter how much medicine you use. There will be no healing for you. The nations have heard of your shameful defeat. Your cries of distress fill the earth. One soldier has stumbled over another, and both of them have fallen down defeated. The Lord predicts that Nebuchadnezzar will attack and plunder Egypt. The Lord spoke to the prophet Jeremiah about Nebuchadnezzar coming to attack the land of Egypt. 
Make an announcement throughout Egypt. Proclaim it in Migdal, Memphis and Tapanis. Take your positions and prepare to do battle. For the enemy army is destroying all the nations around you. Why will your soldiers be defeated? They will not stand because I, the Lord, will thrust them down. I will make many grumble. They will fall over one another in a hurry to flee. They will say, get up. Let's get back to our own people. Let's go back to our homelands because the enemy is coming to destroy us. There at home they will say, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, is just a big noise. He has let the most opportune moment pass by. I, the king, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies, swear this. I swear as surely as I live that a conqueror is coming. He will be as imposing as Mount Tabor is among the mountains, as Mount Carmel is against the backdrop of the sea. Pack your bags for exile, you inhabitants of poor dear Egypt. For Memphis will be laid waste. It will lie in ruins and be uninhabited. Egypt is like a beautiful young cow, but northern armies will attack her like swarms of stinging flies. Even her mercenaries will prove to be like pampered, well-fed calves. For they too will turn and run away. They will not stand their ground. When the time for them to be destroyed comes, the time for them to be punished. Egypt will run away, hissing like a snake, as the enemy comes marching up in force. They will come against her with axes, as if they were woodsmen chopping down trees. The population of Egypt is like a vast impenetrable forest, but I, the Lord, confirm that the enemy will cut them down. For those who chop them down will be more numerous than locusts. They will be too numerous to count. Poor dear Egypt will be put to shame. She will be handed over to the people from the north. The Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, I will punish Ammon, the God of Thebes. I will punish Egypt, its gods and its kings. I will punish Pharaoh and all who trust in him. I will hand them over to Nebuchadnezzar and his troops who want to kill them. But later on, people who live in Egypt again, as they did in former times, I, the Lord, affirm it. The Promise of Hope for Israel you descendants of Jacob, my servants, do not be afraid. Do not be terrified, people of Israel, for I will rescue you and your descendants from faraway lands where you are captives. The descendants of Jacob will return to their land and enjoy peace. They will be secure and no one will terrify them. I, the Lord, tell you not to be afraid, you descendants of Jacob, my servant, for I am with you. Though I completely destroy all the nations where I scatter you, I will not completely destroy you. I will indeed discipline you, but only in due measure. I will not allow you to go entirely unpunished. 2 Peter chapter 1 Salutation From Simeon, Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, have been granted a faith just as precious as ours. May grace and peace be lavished on you as you grow in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Believer's salutation and the work of God. I can pray this because his divine power has bestowed on us everything necessary for life and godliness through the rich knowledge of the one who called us by his own glory and excellence. Through these things he has bestowed on us his precious and most magnificent promises, 
so that by means of what was promised you may become partakers of the divine nature after escaping the worldly corruption that is produced by evil desire. For this very reason make every effort to add to your faith excellence, to excellence knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly affection, to brotherly affection unselfish love. For if these things are really yours and are continually increasing, they will keep you from becoming ineffective and unproductive in your pursuit of knowing our Lord Jesus Christ more intimately. But concerning the one who lacks such things, he is blind. That is to say, he is nearsighted since he has forgotten about the cleansing of his past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, make every effort to be sure of your calling and election. For by doing this you will never stumble into sin. For thus an entrance into the eternal kingdom of the Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, will be richly provided to you. Salvation based on the word of God. Therefore I intend to remind you constantly about these things, even though they know them and are well established in the truth that you now have. Indeed, as long as I am in this tabernacle, I consider it right to stir you up by the way of a reminder, since I know that my tabernacle will soon be removed, because our Lord Jesus Christ revealed this to me. Indeed, I will also make every effort that, after my departure, you have a testimony of these things. For we did not follow cleverly concocted fables when we made known to you the power and return of our Lord Jesus Christ. No, we were eyewitnesses of his grandeur. For he received honour and glory from God the Father when that voice was conveyed to him by the majestic glory. This is my dear Son in whom I am delighted. When this voice was conveyed from heaven, we ourselves heard it for we were with him on the holy mountain. Moreover, we possess the prophetic word as an altogether reliable thing. You do well if you pay attention to this, as you would to a light shining in a murky place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you do well if you recognise this. No prophecy of scripture ever comes about by the prophet's own imagination. For no prophecy was ever born of human impulse. Rather, men carried along by the Holy Spirit spoke from God.